Hi guys, we're getting ready to go live. We're going to start the Cure Radio Show pretty soon now. We have a very special guest, Mike Vinny, and we're going to explore how to transform stigmas into strength, which is a great new idea. I haven't heard about it, so this should be interesting because we do have stigmas in today's world, and sometimes it could keep us from getting to where we need to get and become better, improve our lives, which is what we all hope for. So, anyhow, Bobby wants to say hello. <laughs> you always say that. <laughs> Bobby doesn't really want to say hello, but <laughs> hello. And then, uh, yeah, actually I'm happy that you guys are going to tune in. It's going to be a fun show. Thank you. And there's dogs. Oh, and there's dogs. And there's Michelle here yeah, in the room with us. Oh, there you are. Yeah. You say um, hello. And she has dogs with her. Um, and there's a special show today. They're all they're all sleeping, but you'll see them on the show. Okay, so we'll see the dogs cool. later. Yes, later. Cool. Right <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so guys, I would say it's a sunny day, beautiful sunny day, but it's not too sunny actually. It's a little overcast, but that's cool too. At least the sun is somewhere behind the clouds. That's good enough. Imagine if there was no sun. I love the sun. Yep. And so, at least it's not raining. And it's not cold. So, happy to be in Miami. <laughs> and tomorrow is what? Easter. Easter, yes. There you are. I knew it. After all this suffering... 40 days of suffering. Tomorrow we get to be happy again. I love it. And we'll eat chocolate. And well, we can eat chocolate again. <laughs> <laughs> True story. I miss the chocolates. But hey, that's nothing to co compare to what Jesus went through for us. So, no joke, actually. Although, it was a sacrifice for me. Well, that's the whole purpose of it, right? Well, you're supposed to not do what you love best. Line number one, you're supposed to have it all together. And when they ask how you're doing, just smile and tell them, never better. Line number two, everybody's life is perfect except yours. So keep your messes and your wounds and your secrets safe with you behind closed doors. The truth be told, the truth is rarely told. I say I'm fine, yeah I'm fine, oh I'm fine, hey I'm fine, but I'm The Cure with Amy Cabo. Life can bring many difficult situations, domestic violence, addictions, poverty, and even sexual abuse by your loved ones. Welcome, Amy Cabo. 
and the cure. Good afternoon, and welcome to the Cure Radio Show. I'm your sh- your host, Amy Cabo, with my amazing partner, Boris. I'm still amazing. Thank you. For today. We'll go <laughs> one day at a time. Okay. And today is the last day of the Holy Week, guys. So, happy Easter, everybody. It's been a long 40 days. And as Luke 24 says, Thus, it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. Tomorrow, our great King rises, living the world full of hope. Because of Easter, Jesus, our God, still reigns. Our show is available live on your radio, also live through our app, The Cure, on any smartphone, and our website, GodIsTheCure.com, because he is. We are broadcasting today live from Miami through satellite, available in 35 radios, in 11 states, and on Sirius XM channel 131, also live on social media, and soon after the show, on any podcast player. I wanted to thank our social media followers. We reach an average of a million people monthly, so thank you and thank God. This show deals with issues of life, suffering, and the tenacity of the human spirit. We provide testimonials to let people know that we are not alone. And in this show, the testimony started with me. We have experts and inspirational speakers with valuable information. Since education is necessary, awareness is crucial, and comfort is needed. We all suffer or have suffered, and we hope to be a source of healing for each other. God was my only cure, but other forms of healing are presented as well. Life can be challenging, but know there's always hope, because we have each other and the help of God. The song we played earlier was Truth Be Told by Matthew West. Some of us are dishonest to others and even ourselves. It's easier to avoid the problem and entertain the lie. We can believe it's best for everyone around us, but instead we feel broken thinking we can get by. First we must accept we're human and admit that we often fall short. Turning to God is what's needed, living honestly if we want his support. God knows us best and is accustomed to failure, understanding and loving for he knows every fall. All sins he forgives when repenting our ways as he turns it all good so we answer his call. Reality is surfaced according to God. The truth is Jesus, and to our Father, the only way. Worldly things can hurt, but never destroy. God rescues us. When turning to Him, we're always okay. Today, we will talk about transforming stigmas into strength. And we have a special guest, Mike Vinny. Mike Vinny is a highly sought-after mental health keynote speaker corporate drumming event facilitator, 
author, luggage enthusiast. Seriously, you'd complete it if he did all the traveling he does. <laughs> He's the author of the book, Transforming Stigma, How to Become a Mental Wellness Superhero, and Transforming Stigma Workbook. As a 2017 PM360 Elite Award winner, Mike is recognized as one of the 100 most influential people in the healthcare industry for his work as a patient advocate. Mike, welcome to The Cure. It's great to have you. Thank you for having me and hello to your listeners and viewers. So, Mike, I understand that everything started with your own mental situation. Can you tell us more about that? Absolutely. Um, my mental health challenges started when I was younger, as a child. I really struggled with behavior problems, and oftentimes mental health challenges actually manifest as behavior problems amongst children, especially. And later on, they evolved into just me struggling to deal with my emotions. As a child, I got hospitalized in a mental hospital three times. Wow. I was expelled from three schools, and I attempted to die by suicide at age 10. Wow. So I know what it's like to struggle with mental health. And so I guess you, when you were no longer a child, you found a way not to feel so bad. What was the pivotal point? That's, that's a great question. And actually to answer that, um, I, I want to remind everyone listening out there, mental health is a process, not a destination. It's not a, there's no one and done uh, you know, solution and then it turns around. It, it, it's a, actually a process for self-discovery. One of the things that turned my life around was drumming. Um, drumming made me feel so good, and I got accepted into a performing arts high school, and that actually changed my life because it gave me a healthy way to express my emotions. Um, as an adult, I still struggle. I battle major depressive disorder, where my depression, I feel it so bad, I could feel physical pain in my body, um, anxiety, um, and obsessive compulsive disorder. And what, at its worst, it just makes it very hard to function makes it hard to do basic things, makes it hard to relate. And the lesson that I learned that I share about in my book was that for years I was burdened by these challenges, you know, ashamed. I didn't want anyone to find out. You might not want to be my friend if you find out. But what I learned was that they are really a strength when you look at them through the right lens. And they have helped me so much with self-discovery that I'm really grateful for my mental health challenges. You're right. It's true that it's a process. It took me a long time to get to where I am today. Even though I haven't taken any medications for over seven years, I still have some things I just recently quit not too long ago. It took me a long time to get myself in the right path altogether. I, I guess God does help you, but he doesn't give you everything all at once. Everything over time. And that's just the way a lot of things in life go. But you said that stigmas were, had become a strength for you. How did you use what used to hold you back to benefit you? We can hear now, you now we hear you again. <laughs> oh, 
okay, you just disappeared, so I don't know what you just asked. I'm so sorry. Can you ask or say yeah. what you just said? It looks so beautiful from the screen, but I couldn't. Oh, okay. Well, I guess you can't read lips. So, <laughs> you know, uh, you, you mentioned that, because I was tentatively listening, and you mentioned that, you know, you found to make stigmas a strength for you, that you were able to to see them as a strength. It's about perception. And so how were you able to use what was before holding you back as something that would help you move forward? Great question, and I'm so glad you asked this. First of all, I had to realize that uh, stigma was a problem for me. And let me just define what it means. We, we hear this word a lot for different things. According to Webster's Dictionary, stigma is a mark of shame when we feel ashamed about something. Maybe it's something that you've done. Maybe it's something that happened in your life, someone in your family, something they're going through. And we all carry that around, that shame. One of the reasons we carry it around is because we are uh, tribal people by nature. We function in groups. You can actually see where this starts in kindergarten. So let's just say, Amy, you and I are in kindergarten with Boris, who we're all sitting on the playground. And the two of you have Nike sneakers on. Well, okay. you know what? Call that Hold thought. that thought because we're going into a short break, guys. And we definitely want to tackle this, how we can turn a stigma into a strength when we return. And if somebody wants to call us with questions about stigmas in mental health or have some opinion, call us. 1-866-34-TRUTH. 1-866-34-TRUTH. We'll be right back with Amy Cabell and The Cure. Yeah, I hate the way, the way I always miss you. Yeah, I know I'm crazy, but you're sick too Even after everything we've been through Thought I was the one with all the issues And every time I leave, it's too long And every time I leave, it's all wrong I hate the way, the way I always miss you Yeah, made a promise to myself, a promise I should stick to Talking to myself, I said I promised I would quit you I've been trying to let go, but it's powerful, it grips you First you think you got control until I see you can't resist you No, I got my issues, some I won't admit to No one's got the answers, everybody wants to fix you Got this magic eight ball, but I ain't got no crystal Just don't fall in Courtney Love and don't go coping with no pistols It don't take a psychic or a scientist to know that And why the minute I see you, I always go back Now we will continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Welcome back. This is Amy Cabo. Thanks for tuning in. Hi. And we're working on getting the audio again. Remember that you can listen to the show live through our app, The Cure, with Amy Cabo, or as a podcast, just look for God is the Cure on any podcast pl platform. The song that just played was Hate the Way by g Easy and Black Bear. And this is my take, with the help of the Holy Spirit. We are all broken to a certain degree. It's best to admit we can also be wrong. Cracks are how the light often gets in. The difficult times is how we grow strong. 
We can be in denial and try to move on, avoid the obvious of what we need, which is God that we're always missing. He is the answer if we want to succeed. God is that powerful grip we cannot quit. We can blow every chance coming our way, but the love that he gave us so deep in our soul brings us back to a father who chooses to stay. So we can hate the way we miss God when temptation is what often we do. When worldly things become disappointment, we can't resist seeking peace as God sees us through. We're talking about transforming stigmas into strengths with special guest Mike Vinny. Do we have you back, Mike? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yay! See, that God is so good. Cool. So, before we went into um, break, we were talking about how you had these stigmas, this um, sense of, of self-shame that was holding you back from living life to the fullest or to your best potential. And I can understand that. How were you able to turn those stigmas into strengths, actually? <laughs> you know, I took time. In 2011, I had a breakdown, and I ended up realizing that not only did I need to work on my mental health, but I needed to address my own stigma that I was carrying around, my shame around having mental health challenges. And I ended up just going to the library and studying everything I could on mental health and stigma, literally for myself, and I wrote down three things on a little napkin and that became my book, actually, Transforming Stigma. And I realized that shame is only a part of the process. What happens is the three-part process, it starts with shame. You feel ashamed about something, or you love someone to feel ashamed about whatever they're going through. The shame leads to silence. You don't talk about it. And the silence leads to sabotage, social injustice, self-destructive behavior, and if you're not careful, suicide. Let me say it again. Wow. It starts with shame. The shame leads to silence, and the silence leads to sabotage, social injustice, self-destructive behavior, and if you're not careful, suicide. And it's the cycle that wow. goes on and on. And so I really needed to embrace that because that's what was going on with me. That was what was going on with me. And there's actually a way to transform it. The key to transforming shame is really simple. Self-care. When you actually just take care of yourself for some oddball reason, you start to feel better about it. Self. How do you transform silence? Well, look at what we're doing right now. We're talking about this uncomfortable subject that many people don't want to talk about. And that's the important thing to do is just talk about uncomfortable things that make us even feel awkward. That's okay. And how do you transform the sabotage, social injustice, self-destructive behavior, and suicide? That is through being intentional about connecting with each other. So we have self-care, conversation, and connecting. That's how we transform. And so by taking care of yourself, I guess you learn to love yourself when, when you're taking care of yourself. And once you're able to take care of yourself, then you can actually expand to helping take care of others, which is even more fulfilling, I believe, than um, taking care of yourself. And that, for me, really helped. It really helped me anyway. Because I know what it's like to live with shame and and stigma and just feel awful about everything. And, well, with me, I started to love myself when I realized that God loved me no matter what. 
even if I was broken, even if I've been through a lot. And if God can love me, well, then I can love me too. <laughs> and so it, it, it encourages, encouraged me to do positive behaviors, to do things that would make me feel good about myself, that would make me feel proud of myself. Choosing to do the right thing made me proud of myself. Doing it right made me feel proud of myself. Putting in the extra work made me feel proud of myself. All the good values that we knew about, but we tend to ignore when we don't feel good about ourselves. <laughs> so, but, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, it's so simple. I, I, I love that you just said that because when we're talking about self-care, all self-care really is, is anything that you do to take care of your health when you're not in the presence of a medical professional. That's it. So for someone, that might mean making sure they eat correctly. It might mean taking care of your spirit, which I know that many of you do. It might mean exercising. It might mean making sure that you write in your journal because that's something that nurtures you and grows your um, connection to yourself, actually. So I think it's important for you to identify what it is that you need to do to take care of you. And a lot of times people tell me, I want to bring up something really uncomfortable. I love uncomfortable conversations, by the way. This is why I'm here. And, and I want to be very honest here, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying this with love because I care about all of you watching and listening. When it comes to self-care, I meet so many people who tell me, Mike, I can't put time into taking care of myself because I'm taking care of everyone else. I'm taking care of everyone else. I want to be honest with you because I care about If you're going to go around thinking that, you're actually thinking in a way that's more harmful than you realize. In fact, you're causing more harm to the people that you love than you realize. And if you care about people, then you will put yourself first so you can be emotionally available it's so important and it's backwards from what many of us grow up thinking and learning but what I have found is that when you're intentional about this it changes everyone's life the other thing is when you take care of you you model it for other people so it's a really important thing to begin transforming shape yes I mean I think we get confused with that because if you're taking care of others but not taking care of yourselves you're basically saying you're not worth it. And if you're not worth it, then you're, it, it, you have to have a strong foundation. When you become worth it, others become worth it as well. And, but there is still a lot of um, mental health stigma out there. I thought we had become better about it over time. I, I did too, but I, I want to share something about it with you. Mental health challenges are confusing complex, frustrating. Years ago, I was working out in the gym. I was doing this push-up routine where I put my hand in different positions, and I ended up hurting my wrist. I quickly got out of the gym, went home, iced my wrist. Well, let's get back to that. We're going to go into a short break, and um, yeah, we really want to tackle this. And then um, call us if you want to tell us your story about mental health and stigma. 1-866-34-TRUTH. 1-866-34-TRUTH. Right back with Amy Cavill and The Cure. 
The Cure with Amy Cabo. Life can bring many difficult situations. Domestic violence, addictions, poverty, and even sexual abuse by your loved ones. Welcome, Amy Cabo and The Cure. Welcome back, guys. Remember, we're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio, on our app, The Cure, and our website, GodIsTheCure.com. And also our show is available as a video podcast. Just look for the God is the Cure with Amy Cabo or type God is the Cure on any podcast channel. That song was Falling by Treble Daniels. And guys, this is my take. It's the third time around and now it's complete. God felt the worth. He knew more than what's there to see. If we are kind in return with the love he gave us, There's so much he will give besides setting us free. Getting closer to him is what he requests. His comfort will guide us through all of the pain. Falling for him, God knows the right time. On the run in the fast lane, there's nothing to gain. His eyes is on us, for he never forgets what he truly adored enough to give it his best. Hearing from us and knowing we care, is taking it off just for Christ as we pass every test. What awaits us is better than ever imagined, for in this world no one can ev- never feel freer than those reborn in the spirit of Jesus, our God, our rock and redeemer. We are discussing how to overcome mental health stigmas with special guest Mike Vinny. And right before we went into break, Mike, we were talking about how there still is stigmas out there. Um, you know, and we I thought we had gotten better at it. Uh, yeah, me too. And thank you uh, for actually doing the show. I just, I, this is such an important topic. And I want to say to everyone out there who's listening and watching, even if you've never experienced mental health challenges, someone in your life so it's really important that you hear. Now, here's something to understand. Mental health challenges are confusing, complex, and frustrated. And right before the break, I was starting to say, I was in the gym years ago, working out, doing this push-up routine where I was putting my hands in different positions. And I ended up hurting my wrist. And I went home to ice my wrist. And I knew that after two days, if it's not better, call a doctor. It's a strain, sprain, broken wrist. Pretty easy. Mental health challenges don't work that way. They're confusing complex 
and frustrating. There's not one box we can put them in with one solution. And the beautiful side of this is that every person is unique. And when you find the combination of things that work for you, life can really, really get better for you. But even to this day, it's still a challenge because we all care about how we live to each other. And mental health challenges are confusing and complex. And we as humans, we don't like things that confuse yeah. us. We don't you know, we need more answers. You know, though, it stopped being complicated for me when I realized all I needed was God. <laughs> and we have a couple of callers. Can we take a call? So, Trey, uh, North Carolina, what is your question? How can we help you? You're now live. Uh, yes, guys, I just wanted to share this with you because I've been a victim of the stigma as well. Uh, of course, I'm delivered. Uh, you know, the stigma thing, especially in today's church and stuff and different things that people do, is I, I want to encourage people out there with mental illness or anything realize this that a lot of people that try to create a label or tattoo or realize this that these people are actually very uneducated um, educated people will kind of understand more they'll have more clarity of what's going on and they really won't do like a knee-jerk labeling thing that a lot of people do um, for me my deliverance was giving God full reign in my spiritual house, opening up all my closet doors Amen. in the spiritual house, allowing God to venture in and actually praying and having camaraderie with God uh, to allow God to work with me on, you know, things in the past and different things. You know, uh, when, you know when I went through a divorce, or I didn't go through a divorce. My parents divorced at a young age. Um, you know, went through a lot of trying times and stuff there. And, my testimony on, on some of my childhood is very similar to the uh, doctor guest on the show. But, you know, I just wanted to kind of give people courage. You know, let God in on the spiritual house. Give him rain. You know, ask God to help them. Um, you know, because he will. You know, I, I haven't been on medication for many years. And, you know, they always said, oh, you're supposed to be on this thing. You can't ever come off of it. And for Amen. me, and I'm not saying just jump, you know. For me, God, you know, work for, and, and I don't want to tell people and just let them say, just drop all your medication because I'm not trying to do that. You know, <laughs> seek God and godly counsel. Um, you know, but, for, you know, for me, um, you know, it was just giving God, you know, rain. And it was also realizing that people, uh, uneducated people, have a tendency to knee-jerk and false label, and they don't even know what they're saying, or they don't Thank even you, know Trey. why they're doing it. You have a lot of uh, value in what you're saying. Thank you for your testimony. And you're not alone in this, Trey. A lot of people are, are understanding this more and more. Because, Vinny, is, is it not so that stigma still exists? It, it does, and Trey... Uh, I want to thank Trey for calling and, and, and sharing what he shared, and, and I want to expand on that. Part of the reason it still exists is because we think we can solve problems in our own head. We, we are just a world that does that. And a lot of times we do for basic survival. We have to, like in school, we have to solve the problem ourselves if we want to get the good grade. But the thing is, when it comes to mental health, it's okay, as Trey said, even beyond spiritual help, and this is a whole, a whole component of it, is asking other human beings for help saying I need help. It doesn't mean you're less of a person if you struggle with mental health. You're not less of a person. It's a human thing that just happens. 
that's all it really is. And when you learn to see it that way, you can start to get help that you need and help others get the help that they need. But I promise all of you listening, if you email me, I will say it to you in an email. Just create a little template and just always reply, you're not less of a person because of any mental health challenges you have. Yeah, I mean, if, if God doesn't work for you, if you don't have that kind of relationship, we do have each other, and we're made in the image of Christ, so we can help one another, and it's, it's, it's wonderful when we find someone that's understanding, because, it, it, you know, mental health could be an ailment, but it doesn't have to last forever. You can get cured for it, from it, just like you can get cured from an injury. And it's all about sometimes reframing the way that you think or the way that you look at things or the things that you're willing to do to make things better. Right. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but um, how about in the workplace? Tell me about mental health in the workplace. Yeah, a lot of people probably wouldn't even hire somebody. Hmm? I mean, that's a tough one, isn't it? Well, you know, first of all, this past year has been tough everyone in the workplace regardless of what you do and work is where us adults spend the majority of our time during the week so that is a, a breeding ground for mental health challenges and they appear in the workplace all the time what's interesting is sometimes somebody who's struggling at work to perform their job might actually be struggling with something else with their mental health but oftentimes they could put on a personal improvement plan or or fired when they should have had support for what they were going through. And, yes. and separate from even all of this is just creating a stress-free environment at work. Work can be very stressful for many people. And we have the ability, if we want to, to be intentional about creating a non-stressful environment to work in. Nice. I have a company, I own my company, and I make it a point to really check in with everyone's mental health and make sure that we are running stress-free. There's no need for us to be stressing out about any of the stuff that we're doing. And what that does, here's the beautiful thing. When you have a stress-free environment or less stress, you can get more work done, which is better for everyone involved. You can be more productive. Companies can be more profitable. It's a win for everyone. So that's why this whole mental health thing is so important to address. Well, how, how about where is the line that uh, an employer should um, continue employing somebody that has mental health issues, though? I mean, um, I understand what you say. The stress is definitely related to uh, less work done. But what about if somebody has actually a, a, a severe mental health condition? What happens? Where is the responsibility of the employer? As if they're, pr they're bringing their problems to work, that kind of thing? That kind of thing, but on a deeper level? Oh. But on a deeper level, you, you know, thank you for asking that. And first of all, I want to say that's a legal question that right. um, I'm not completely qualified to answer. But there is the Americans with Disabilities Act, which is in our laws, that we can't just fire someone Correct. Mm -hmm. because they have uh, mental health issues. But if someone is struggling with any kind of illness that's severe, I mean, it's not an employer's job to, you know, be their caregiver but stay within the law and try to help them as best you can and you know at the end of the day certainly point in situations well right. maybe the that's when it's a good idea to have a psychiatrist and staff <laughs> <laughs> like we do okay a psychologist but that's probably not everybody can afford <laughs> that anyway we would love to hear from you call us with your question about mental health or anything else that you want to share one 866 and the cure
And now we will continue with Amy Cabo and The Cure. Hi again, and thanks for tuning in. We're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern on your radio, on our app, The Cure, and on social media. Just look for God is The Cure, because He is. And also, there is a podcast, obviously, so just go check it out. Search for God is The Cure, wherever podcasts are. The song that played was Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. I love that song. I've been wanting to play it, so finally I came up with something to say about it. (laughs) Things of this world are no guarantee. Some will learn that even love fades away. Suffering can happen in order to grow. God will not let us down when we try and pray every day. We can fall in love with the right one hear his voice put his face in all that we do because we still love you god no matter what you're the reason we smile and no longer feel blue loving us anyway we are grateful these days it wasn't all always perfect this you and me it took trials and error and errors throughout every test and discovering much more that could ever be a new set of eyes and heart that grew strong is the least that God gave from above could there ever be more than the peace we feel following Christ with God in our life and knowing his love we are continuing our conversation with our special guest Mike Finn and he's helping us analyze how we can overcome mental health stigmas and actually use it towards our advantage. Mike, we were talking about, um, let's see, what did we talk about last? We were talking about stigmas in the workplace, but there's there's other stigmas. There's stigmas in colleges, uh, in schools. I mean, I heard that, you know, some students are even, they, they're, they're they're trapped in their campuses. They can't leave their campuses. <laughs> it is COVID stupidity. I mean, what's going on? What kind of stigma does it leave on kids that, you know, have to... St- I saw a video where they had they were like military style. <laughs> and uh, they... I mean, there's no science be- behind kids having to wear masks in school. But on top of that, it's, it, what kind of stigmas could this be creating? Well, you know, I, I think what I have seen among youth is that there is actually less of a stigma. They're actually open to talking about it more. Nice. So we're kind of born into let's start talking about it. But here's what's happening in the pandemic that has transformed the world. So since the beginning of time, we have been able to look into each other's eyes and see a facial expression. You can't do that with a mask. We also have the hug and the handshake, two basic human things that transcend even cultures around the world so the thing is when you start isolating which you know we've had to do in different ways and i know there's so many different views on that but it really affects everyone's mental health because we need each other we need to connect with another human being and i'm saying this as an introvert who likes to spend a lot of time alone and be by himself we all need to connect and so when you don't have that what happens is you start really developing 
depression and things like that. So what I am hoping, I am hoping we are on the other end of this thing. I, you know, I, people talk about pre-pandemic, I'm saying post-pandemic speaking into existence, that we're going to have the opportunity to reconnect with people that we haven't been able to, and especially when it comes to youth. One thing I actually had to say to youth recently, I was talking to a middle school about mental health, and um, one of the things that's a requirement for a, a child to be mentally healthy is to have a parent or an adult who's mentally healthy. It makes sense, right? But here you know, these kids are struggling, and most of the adults in their lives are struggling at the same time. So I actually had to say to a group of middle schoolers, you have to be there to be a role model for your parents. Wow. <laughs> like, that is super cool. That. <laughs> you know, and, and they, they were confused, and I was confused too, but it, I think they understood that, you know, we all have to take care of each other. That's really the thing. It doesn't matter where you're at on this journey with mental health, whether you get it or not, or you've been there or been not. We need to come together. And when we do that, like having conversations like this, there's someone out there listening that I hope reaches out to a therapist to get some help, that starts doing some more self-care, that has a conversation that might be awkward after they listen to this or watch this. And that's what we need to do to help people. You know, it's true. Sometimes kids can be the bigger person. Um, and kids can be more resilient. <laughs> Than, than some of us adults, um, that is true. Uh, and but people have been affected, and you know, to tell, to be completely honest, I never stopped hugging. I I just um, had a lot of faith in God, and the the beautiful thing about having God in your life Shh, is Amy, quiet. <laughs> is that there's no fear. So. Um, Fear is a taboo for me now in days. I don't believe in it. So, you know, that that's a beautiful thing. And sure enough, um, I am now vaccinated. That's good. And I never got sick. God is good. Um, but um, we, we wonder what are the bigger evils, you know. Uh, and um, we really have to understand we're not an island. And we do need each other. We were put in this world to be with each other. Otherwise, there'd just be only one of us, which there isn't. So that's the whole concept of vaccinations. <laughs> I, I, I can tell my medical opinion probably too. Can I? You know, if we want to go back to normal, we need to get vaccinated and then be back to normal. I mean, I don't get the concept to get vaccinated and continue doing whatever we we're doing before. It just doesn't make any sense. But that's my opinion. What do I know? Well, not everybody believes in that. You have to look at the other side as well. There's some people that have gotten sick and survived it because there's a high probability of survival, 95%, I think, something like that. So they have natural immunity, and so th then it could become a unnecessary medical procedure for which they don't need a vaccination. But for the most part, I think it's a good idea. Well, can I, can I just say a thought on this for all of us? And, and this is... Uh I mean, this, this pandemic has really brought some interesting conversations <laughs> to the forefront. I'll say it like that. But you know what? The thing that I really think that we need to think about is 10 years from now. How are we going to look back on this time and talk about it? We're going to learn something from all this. You know, no one has all the answers on, on how to get out of this. And I know there's constantly, I mean, even amongst my friends and family, there's so many different points of view and that's all that. But the reality is we're going to learn something from it. And one of the quotes I wanted to share with you is from a man, a, a 
a reverend. Uh, his name is Richard Witt. And he always says, when we come together as learners rather than teachers, we do more together. And so one thing I really encourage all of us to do as we navigate this whole turning around this pandemic is to just approach it as a learner. We're all still learning about it. And that's ultimately going to give us better wisdom for something else that might happen in the future like this. Yeah, I mean, I don't know whose idea isolation was the answer. Um, yeah. We have only one minute, though, left. So, uh, Mike, if, if you want to have, like, a last-minute advice to our audience. What last you words. Like, <laughs> last words. <laughs> last words. Um, first of all, thank you both for having me on your show. Really grateful to meet you. And I uh, just want to say to everyone listening or watching, if you're struggling with something, doesn't matter what it is, there is hope. There's hope out there for you. There are things that you can do to take care of you. It's not a life or death situation. You're not less of a person because of it. And I promise you, when you look at it through a different lens, you have an opportunity for growth and self-discovery. Actually, you're a stronger person because you survived it. At least you have something to survive. <laughs> nice. It's better than having a boring life, right? <laughs> there you are. It's something interesting to do. Cool. Okay. Well, Mike, thank you so much for being with us today. What you've you've brought a lot of great information, and I hope our listeners have found it helpful. I'm sure they did. And for more information on Mike Vinny, guys, and his work, you can find it on MikeVinny.com. And there is very interesting um, courses that he has. So, guys, we can finish with a prayer for mental health. Forgiving God, we confess that we have judged those who struggle with mental illness. We have judged because we do not understand. Forgive us for making assumptions. Forgive us for our indifference. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Comfort and relieve those who are troubled in mind and spirit. Bring them hope, peace, and consolation of a loving community. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Grant patience and courage to the families and friends of those who are ill. Increase their perseverance as they face challenges to recovery for their loved one. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Protect and defend those living with mental illness from exploitation, addictions, and abuse. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Amen. Thank you to the Truth Network and the wonderful people that work with us for having us on air and all other radios that carry our program, including Sirius XM, Channel 131. A special shout out to our radio producer, Beth Ann, with the Truth Network. This is Amy Cabo. You have been listening to The Cure, and we have Michelle, who will show us the dogs. Oh, look at that. They woke up. <laughs> Okay.
Okay, and the third one? And the third we have one more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Very nice. Okay, you can continue. Thank you. Thank you to our listeners for being with us. And until next week, be kind. Always give it your best and stay safe. Remember this too shall pass, especially with God vaccines, treatments, and God. So until next Saturday, much love. Be true to yourself and others. Maintain your values, but most importantly, keep the faith. Happy Easter. With Amy Cabo. For more information or to get Amy's book, Love is the Answer, God is the Cure, or to listen to the podcast of previous shows, visit godisthecure.com. <laughs>